0: Thank you so much for joining us uh, as we kick off the the Holy Week, the Week of the Passion. And we're going to be talking about Jesus' final week and walking each day with Him um, as He takes His journey to the cross. And so yesterday at church, Pastor Mike kicked us off talking about the triumphal entry, which took place on the Sunday prior to Jesus' crucifixion. And so today we're going to look at Monday. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 21. It says this, Jesus entered the temple, and he began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it Into a den of thieves. If you look at Sunday, we call that the triumphal entry. And if you're looking at Monday, what people have called this is the priestly entry. And so what's happening is something really unique here. Every day we're going to be talking about the scripture, we're going to be looking at observations, and we're going to be talking about how we can apply those. And of course, we're going to end with prayer. So let's take a look at some observations. So Jesus is coming into the temple and he's just had this massive parade, everybody is is chanting hosanna hosanna. And what does he do with the next day? He goes into God's temple and he begins to do something completely unexpected. He goes in and he just starts wreaking havoc. And, you know, it's so funny because we always get these pictures in our minds of Jesus. You know, growing up, uh, my family, you know, we had pictures of Jesus on the wall. And every picture I've ever seen of Jesus, you know, he looks so gentle. He looks so kind. He looks so, uh, you know, just uh, normal and just loving. Uh, This picture in Matthew 21 gives us something a little bit different. Jesus was angry. He had a holy, righteous anger. He goes in, and there's a few things I want to point out. First, it says he goes to those who were buying and selling animals. So, in ancient Jerusalem, there was a thing called the temple. Now, there was only one temple, there wasn't temples everywhere, there was just one temple located directly in the city of jerusalem and so when people wanted to worship god and to atone for their sins they would go to the temple and they would offer sacrifices now if you've ever traveled with kids you would understand why traveling uh, with a bunch of stuff is so hard imagine trying to travel hundreds of miles during the passover to a temple and having to bring not only food, not only uh, your kids, but also all of these different animals to sacrifice. And so most of the time people just said, you know what, we'll buy the animals once we get there. And so it was custom, whenever you got to Jerusalem, you'd stop at the marketplace and you would buy um, these uh, animals. But something had changed during the time in Jesus' life. The priest of those days actually allowed this uh, marketplace to get moved inside the temple. See, it says Jesus entered the temple. See, there were four um, courtyards and four places of worship inside the temple. And the, the, the most outer courtyard was the courtyard that was called the Court of the Gentiles. And the idea was that anybody, not just Jewish people, but anybody could come and connect to God in that specific courtyard. Well, the priest in Jesus' day had decided that, you know what, We don't need to worry uh, about uh, providing a sacred place for these Gentiles to come in and worship. We can just turn that place, instead of it being a place of worship and prayer, we'll make it into a marketplace. And so they began to allow these things to happen in this location. And this infuriated Jesus because it became a place for commerce, not a place for worship. Also, there was this thing called the, the money changers. Who were the money changers? Well, in the ancient world, whenever you would go to the temple, you'd have to pay a tax. And so when you'd pay the temple tax, you had to have it in the correct currency. In the ancient world and during this time, there were a lot of different currencies and different types of monies. And so for you to pay the temple tax, you had to convert your money into this uh, special temple money, and so what would happen is, is people would come from all nations, from all over the globe. They would come for Passover, and before that, they could even um, pay the temple tax or get money to buy their sacrifices. They would have to exchange their money. Now, this is a good service in general, but the problem was, is they were taking advantage. It was so greedy. They were charging huge amounts. That's why Jesus says it's turned into a den of thieves. You see, the people were making it difficult, right? They were capitalizing on convenience. If you've ever been to a sporting event or to uh, the movies, you know if you want to just go get a a Diet Coke and a popcorn, it's going to cost you $26.99, right? Because they know they got you. Once you are there, in the stadium, once you're there in the movie theater and you want to participate and uh, in, in, in getting some snacks, it's going to cost you. And so this is what this the same mentality was happening here. Like, look, you already made it all the way to Jerusalem. You made it all the way to the temple. You're here right now. You know what? To make it easy on you, we'll provide everything you need to worship God, but it's going to cost you. And this makes Jesus angry. And so he actually quotes Isaiah chapter 56 verse 7. It says this, "I will bring them to my holy mountain of Jerusalem, and I will fill them with joy in my house of prayer. I will accept their burnt offerings and sacrifices, because my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations that is a key phrase there for all nations you see what was happening was the priests of their day were making it difficult for the people of all the nations to come and worship God they were making it uh, expensive to do so and so Jesus quotes Isaiah and then he quotes Jeremiah when he calls it a den of thieves and so Jesus what's interesting what is Jesus doing here he's taking responsibility, for the temple. He's taking responsibility for the temple. In the same way that, you know, parents take responsibility for their homes, teachers take responsibilities for their classroom, Jesus is taking responsibility for the temple. Now, here's the problem. There's someone else who is responsible for the temple, namely the high priest, Caiaphas, during this time. And so Jesus is coming in, and he's wrecking shop, and he's saying, you know what? This needs to be house of prayer. So what's the application? What do we pull from this? I think it's important as on yesterday on Sunday we worshiped Jesus our king. Today we need to worship Jesus our high priest. The book of Hebrews does an amazing job of applying what it means for Jesus to be my priest, for him to be my high priest. What does it mean for my life? Let me read you this in Hebrews chapter 4 Verses 14 through 16, some very important, powerful verses. It says this, "'Since then we have a great high priest "'who has passed through the heavens, "'Jesus, the Son of God. "'Let us hold fast to our confession, "'for we do not have a high priest "'who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, "'but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, "'yet without sin.'" Now verse 16 is key. This is our application. He says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, as we approach this holy day, right? We have this holy weekend coming up, the crucifixion and the resurrection. We have to remember something very important. Jesus is our priest. He has gone before us. And not only is he our high priest in the sense that he stands before God, but he's also our high priest in the sense that he understands us. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you feel. And because Jesus has paid the price and he has been the high priest who gave himself up in sacrifice, yet without sin. He's never sinned. He was the perfect sacrifice because of his act of sacrifice. What does that mean for me? That means that I can go to God in confidence. One, I know that Jesus understands what I'm going through. Whenever I'm tempted, when I'm struggling with sin, whenever I feel the weight of temptation on me, I can run to God's throne. And I don't have to go and be ashamed. I can go in pure confidence because of Jesus, my high priest. So the first thing, the first application is about Jesus being our priest. The second one is about prayer. You see what's important here? You see, Jesus is saying it it wasn't that having sacrifices were wrong because having sacrifices were part of the system that God created. It wasn't that having a temple tax was wrong. That was all part of the system that God instituted. But what was wrong? Those things became priority over prayer. I don't know what is going on in your life today. I don't know what things you have going on, your your to-do list, uh, maybe your kids, or you're working from home, you're in Zoom meetings, and you're all these things. There are so many important things in our lives, but none of those things are more important than prayer. Why is prayer so important to God? Because prayer gets us face-to-face with God. And when we pray... Not only are we able to speak to God, but we're able to hear from God. God loves to hear your voice. He loves to see your faith. And so today, no matter what it is that's going on, make it a priority to pray. Approach our great God on the great throne in confidence, knowing that He is able to help you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much, Jesus, that you are the great high priest you are the one who goes into the holy of holies of heaven you go where we couldn't go and you did what we couldn't do and today we prioritize prayer lord i just pray as we make a commitment this week to walk with you during this path this path to the passion i pray that you would illuminate our hearts you would help us to see the gospel more clearly and jesus Above all, help us to hear your voice because that's what we need. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll see you back here tomorrow.